0: mindset it's how we see life people events and in some cases it can even dictate how people see you the high frequency mindset podcast will help you raise your consciousness and see things in a new light and create new pathways to living better host sally wagner is a coach and entrepreneur and she has some answers for you as well as some soul-searching questions for her
1: guests that will definitely raise your vibe here's sally Hi, everybody. It's Sally Wagner. Welcome to High Frequency Mindset Podcast. I'm very pleased to welcome our guest today, Suzanne Hogan. Suzanne, welcome. Thank you. I'm going to introduce you to our audience and then we'll chat. Suzanne started her real estate career in Florida before moving to Parker, Colorado, five and a half years ago. She has two children in college. That's a challenge, I'm sure. (laughs) She loves traveling. Suzanne moved to the North Springs in November. She went through a nasty divorce, which motivated her to write a book to educate others so they can keep and or make as much money from their real estate while dealing with a divorce. Suzanne is certified in relocations and trained to help veterans. In addition to helping people buy and sell residential property, she helps owners find a tenant for their investment properties, and she can even sell the home with a tenant in place. Suzanne, again, welcome. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: A pleasure. So it's it's funny. I'm in Florida. You used to live in Florida. Yes. And now you're in Colorado. And that's how we made connection through right. mutual contact in Colorado, who used to live in Florida. Right. Small <laughs> <laughs> world, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we definitely have that Florida, Colorado thing going. Um, And as you and I talked, uh, and we have that commonality of real estate and everything. And you told me about this book that Uh you wrote. And I just thought, wow, what an amazing value you are offering to people. So uh, you know, you don't have to divulge all of the details, but um, what was it that really motivated you to write the book?
0: Um basically
1: the way my
0: ex handled our divorce we had a rental property in Florida as well as the home in Parker that he was living in and the condo that I was living in um our names were on all three homes and all three loans and it I guess he had a little more financial stability and was willing to lose money just to have me lose money and kind of type of thing. So I just didn't want to see somebody else go through that. And, you know, with my experience in real estate, I figured what better use of a nasty experience than to, you know, try to help somebody else. Right. And of course, if I can get a deal out of it, that's not a bad thing. For, <laughs> but, of uh, course. Yeah. You know, the main thing is just, I mean, it's a free book,
1: so um. yeah, yeah, and and that's a value right there, right? Yeah. Um, and it, if if you would like, we can share that in the show notes so people can access that. Because, sure,
0: this is what it oh, looks
1: like. There you go. Yeah, fabulous what is maybe one tip uh, maybe the most important tip whatever you would like to share that you could give to somebody who's in that situation or maybe thinking about that situation what could they do to prepare themselves for what they're going to experience
0: well number one is to remember that if your name is on the mortgage you are responsible regardless if you're living there or not and um so, it is in your best interest to make sure the house is kept up and the bills are paid. Mm-hmm. ideally, you know there are multiple ways to do that while you're going through a divorce and probably in a non trusting situation but um you know that is just my biggest warning to people luckily i would I did know that, but i've yeah. seen clients that didn't and It affects your credit. And if you're trying to potentially buy something else, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just really important that you're aware of that and what your rights are. Um,
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You're right. I mean, the the mortgage doesn't go away just because the people are no longer married to each other. Right. Right. So Um, if
0: he says he's going to pay or she says she's going to pay, I really would... Get something you know where you're. You can still see the statements or something because, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, lack of trust or people are trying to, you know, piss off the other person or you yeah. know whatever
1: the case may be. You just have to protect yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and many times in that situation, the court will award the property to one party or the other. Right. um, And it's, there are lots of pieces that have to happen after that. Right. Like does does that mean that they're the one with the house now is going to refinance so that the, the, the other, um, former spouse now is not on the mortgage. Um, Are are they going to have a deed that gets recorded showing the conveyance uh, out of the married couple into the single person? There's a lot of follow up there that needs to happen. There
0: there is. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize that or they're so stressed out from, you know, what's going on with the divorce that they don't think about it. But um, if you're not the one that stays in the home. Unfortunately, the other party can totally, even if you're planning on selling it, uh, they can totally sabotage that as far as keeping it clean for showings or, oh, they're not available for this showing Mm -hmm. or that because maybe they don't want it to sell. You know, Mm -hmm. they're happy where they are. And especially if you're paying half the mortgage or whatever, you know, that's just something to be really careful of. Um, Ideally, I I would recommend put the house up for sale, you know, unless they can buy you out up front. It's mm-hmm. probably beneficial
1: to just get it sold as soon as possible. Um, right? Yeah, uh, I know. I work with a lot of real estate agents, and I get a, a fair number of calls uh, situations like that where you know, the parties can't agree. (laughs) And so uh, anytime they can't agree, then that's going to cost more money because the lawyers have to get involved. You know, the judge is going to have to take action. It's just, um, and and yet we we need to protect ourselves in that situation, Right. right? We can't just pretend it's not happening.
0: And nowadays things to think about that may not have been important before is what if you do go under contract, but the appraisal comes back low?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: that happened to me with our home in Florida and the ex refused to budge. I mean, the buyers were being nice and, you know, were willing to meet us over halfway,
1: mm-hmm. but he
0: was like, no, you know, just cause he, he could, uh, luckily they needed the house bad enough that they, you know, did it. But, um, after being on the market for a long time because of uh, you know him insisting that it was worth this when it really was not i mean i i was a professional i i knew the market but it you know that's why even if one of you are a professional it's really beneficial um, to get a non-biased outsider involved exactly, exactly. otherwise it's just going to be done with the divorce attorneys. And as you mentioned, your everybody's paying big bucks then. Um.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, So I I think uh, the lesson in all that is, to the extent possible, keep the emotions out of it, right? Definitely deal with it as a business. My my colleague and I like to say, uh, in the absence of knowledge, emotion rushes in to fill the gaps. And um, it's perhaps as a professional, as you are, it's easier to come from a place of knowledge. Um, Somebody who's not in that same position, they don't have the knowledge and it's going to involve a lot of emotion.
0: Exactly. That's what kind of, one of the reasons that led me to the book. So I'm like, if I was taken advantage of, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and, you know, could only fight so much. And I, I knew, I mean, I, I was knowledgeable about the market. I knew, you know, a lot about real estate and everything. But so as you mentioned, some an outsider could totally be swayed by emotion and, yeah. you know, so forth. And that's something too. make sure you talk to a real estate person um, and get an evaluation of the property. Don't just let the other person tell you, oh, it's worth 400,000. And when it really may be worth 500000 and they're going to try to buy you out at the lower amount. <laughs> exactly. You know, it may be worth paying an appraiser to come out and actually do an official mm-hmm. appraisal if you both can't agree on, you know, what the realtors are giving
1: you, you know, estimates for the home. Right. Exactly. Uh, excellent suggestions. What's another tip that you could share with people uh, you mentioned about the mortgage, which is a huge thing, right? Yeah. Because credit issues will follow you for a long, long time.
0: Exactly. And if
1: you're yeah. hoping to buy something
0: else, if you you have a current late pay, that's a major no-no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would kind of go back to finding a non-biased uh, representative, you know, don't use his best friend who's a realtor unless you can trust them or vice versa, you know, mm-hmm. her connections. You know, if you have to go out and find literally somebody that you don't know or, you know, get references from those other people that you can't agree upon um, and go from there. Yeah. I, in my case, I had ex coworkers that I, recommended, but because I knew them, that was not a sufficient, um,
1: mm-hmm. you know, person for the
0: yeah. home in Florida.
1: Sure. Well, and, it, you know, many times in a divorce situation, the one or the other, uh, People they're going to get custody of the friends, right? Cause exactly. Friends are like, I don't. I, can I be friends with both? I don't know. Uh, and so, it, you know, probably ideally you use somebody who's not a friend. Exactly. That's why I said
0: you can ask those friends for recommendations. Yeah. But probably not unless you both are very comfortable and mm-hmm. trust that person. I would go elsewhere. Um, yeah. And don't do it yourself. That would just, I know so many people used to be like, oh, I can sell a home by myself. And I did that before I had my license. I didn't sell it as much as I could have gotten with the help of a realtor. And second, if you're going through a divorce and all the stress that's involved with that, you don't need the added aggravation of selling your home by yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean it, just think about it are are you doing your own divorce are you are you exactly representing yourself <laughs> pro se or i guess that's redundant but you, you know uh, so why would you sell your house yourself mm-hmm. yeah and yet people do right i you right. know i just talked to a, a fisbo a little bit ago so uh, all kinds of things but excellent advice we we want to be able to rely on professionals right uh, because it's a very stressful situation to put it mildly and why add even more stress, uh, when you are thinking contemplating doing something that you have very little knowledge about, right? Yeah. 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 Um, can I tease another tip out of you? Can you share from your book? Um,
0: just, uh, Basically, you know, on that same line, um, you want to use, you know, professionals for everything. Um, And one thing to be sure of when you, with your mortgage, you know, yeah, we talked about that. But what about your um, homeowner's insurance? You want to make sure both your names are on that because if something were to happen, say there was a fire or whatever, while you were in the process of selling it, if only one party's name is on it, guess who's going to get the money? And maybe legally, they have to get it to you. But it would just add more complication to things versus if both your names are on that. And I, I would recommend that even for parties, not in the divorce situation. So you don't have to deal
1: with that down the line. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, there are all kinds of situations that could arise where that could be a very important issue.
0: Sometimes people's names aren't on the actual mortgage. They are just on the, on the deed. And, you know, or if you got it because of community property or things mm-hmm. like that, you do want to make sure you're always protected.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, that reminded me again, you know, if, if the court has ordered or if the parties have agreed that one party or the other is going to take sole ownership of the house, make sure that deed gets recorded. So, Definitely. you know, talk, talk with your lawyers, make sure they have a follow-up mechanism to ensure that it's going to get done. I know, I believe in, in some, I mean, this is not my area of practice, <laughs> so I'm just kind of reporting what I've heard. Um, I believe in some cases the divorce attorneys can actually record the judgment that shows the disposition of the house. and so, if for some reason they're not able to get a deed or maybe they don't want to do a deed, that would be sufficient. But make sure you talk to people to ensure that that happens, right?
0: Definitely. Um, I know myself I part of my divorce decree or whatever was that I was supposed to refi the condo in so many months, which, as a 1099 employee and having recently moved, that caused issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, I guess, extenuating circumstances was because we still, my name was on that property that we were slowly selling in Florida. Yeah. That was preventing me from refying, mm-hmm. So um, make sure you look at the whole picture because yes. you may not be able to refi as soon as you think if you have other extenuating, and if I think, I mean, he literally felt like he was trying to pressure me where I would then have to sell my, my condo and be out on the streets, so to speak. And, you know, we don't want that for anybody.
1: Exactly. And, you know, keep in mind that it's a a litigious uh, relationship at that point. And <laughs> people are not looking out for each other's best interests. And so you need to focus on what's in your own best interest. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: I know a lot of times people think, oh, well, you know, the kids, we don't want to separate them or whatever, you know, like, oh, that's their home. But I've also seen issues with friends that I know and different people that Because the kids got to stay there, I mean, that was their home, then the other party's home, we'll just say, was second place versus if both parties had to go get new homes, then there wouldn't be the, well, I want to stay in the home where, you know, I've been living type of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's such a complex issue, right? Yes, because
0: you want to do what's best for the children. But yet,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, think of the whole picture, not what will make them
1: happy right then. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And again, it comes down to talk to those professionals. They're the ones who can guide you. Exactly. Uh, Real estate people are a a valuable source of valuable information. And um, the 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 resource that you're sharing with people is just amazing. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. When when we talked, I thought this is definitely something I want to learn more about. Yeah. So uh, any last words that you would want to share from your book that you could let people have some insights or maybe a little bit of encouragement? You know, it's it's easy to be very discouraged when you're facing those situations.
0: Right. Um, I would just say to go into everything with a, um, as you mentioned earlier, kind of taking the emotion out of it and looking at the whole picture you know if you need to consult people before you file for divorce may not be a bad thing Um, doesn't mean you have to file for divorce but have that knowledge so you're protected when and if the time comes because you never know who's going to file when or and ideally it is in both parties' interests to work together, even though you may not want to uh, try to put those feelings of, uh, we'll just say hate and yeah. uh, whatever aside. And you got in there originally because you guys were a team and try to do what's best, but look out for yourself while you're you know, doing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So a couple more questions. Um, First question, here's the setup for it. So in my coaching, I use an acronym MSG, and that stands for mindset, skill set, get off your asset. I like that. Um, Well, it really brings together a lot of important principles, right? Right. Um, As you look at your career and your journey through life, what? overarching principle would you point to that you believe has contributed to your success?
0: Um, Being of service to others. um, Mm -hmm. Things will come to you as needed, as they're supposed to, but if you help other people along the way, whether it be connecting people or you know, finding a referral for somebody that's looking for something or just always being that better, better person. It will come back to you in a positive
1: nature. Yeah. I love that. That's such a fabulous philosophy for life. Thank you. One last question. How can people get in touch with you? Because I am sure there are a lot of people who are going to want your book. Um,
0: They can email me at suzannehogan.realestate at gmail.com or they can call me at 352-978-9944.
1: Awesome. Um, And if anybody missed that, uh, writing it down, it will be in the show notes. So all of Suzanne's information will be there. You can reach out to her and get this fabulous resource. Well, thank you. Yes, thank you so much for being here. And thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Make sure you tune in next time for High Frequency Mindset Podcast.